The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good evening, Jazz fans, wherever you are and however you are doing. Welcome to the Full Court Press, a very shortened edition of the Full Court Press as we make way for Game 5 of the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets tonight at 4.30. 4.20 will be your uh, pregame with David Locke and Ron Boone. And then uh, we'll have our recap of the game and our analysis and breakdown of Game 5 tomorrow here on the Full Court Press for a full show. Eric France and LJ Salveson, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hope you enjoyed your Tuesday afternoon as uh, we, again, get you ready for Game 5 of the Nuggets and Jazz. Should be a good one tonight. Big news uh, uh, coming out for Denver as uh, they thought that Harris would be available. Their uh, defensive stopper for more, more or less, I guess is what you would call him, uh, Gary Harris has uh, been a key defensive contributor for the Nuggets, especially playing against the Jazz in the regular season. He has been he was questionable this morning. He has now been downgraded to out, according to Tony Jones of the Athletic. Eric, up the up he was actually upgraded to questionable, but now he's been downgraded again. So there was some silver lining, maybe a little bit of hope out there for Denver to get an additional body and an additional helper, somebody that the Jazz haven't seen yet, but it looks like that's going to be taken away from them. Um, so it's the same cast of characters for this game tonight. And the real question is, how much is that really, how much can Denver change who they are and what they've done? Because uh, the Jazz have have played them very, very well, even in the loss in the opener. The Jazz were right there with them. So what can uh, what can Denver do differently um, Wait, hey, I gotta ask. I'm gonna interrupt you really quickly. Why is Jamal Murray listed out on ESPN? I don't know that. ESPN has Gary been, Harris is listed as out. Gary Harris is listed as out. Jamal Murray is also listed out. Have you seen any reports of such? I'm doing a search right even, now. That would have been big news earlier today if that was the case. I <laughs> haven't heard anything from Tony. Andy Larson, any of the Denver Nugget beat writers? I have nothing for you on that one. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. That would be absolute news to me if he is listed. I can't find anything on Jamal Murray being listed out. Uh, yeah, other people are saying they're seeing this on ESPN, wondering if it's just a glitch. Guess it was that way last night, still today, but nobody's reported on it. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of gamesmanship, maybe, huh? Jamal Murray's gonna play. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't play here in Game Five. That's all right. Anyways, that's here, near, or there. Uh, Gary Harris is though out for the uh, Nuggets, as you said, upgraded to questionable. Is now been downgraded to out. For today. That's big news, Eric, for a Denver team, as you mentioned yesterday, has been struggling mightily on defense in the last three games. Uh, they've given up an average of just over 123 points per game. So the Jazz scored 125 in game one, 124 in games two and three, and then 129 in game four. Question for you, do they reach that mark in game five tonight, Eric? Uh, I... I kind of have a sneaky suspicion that 
tonight will be more. The Denver will be a little more defensive minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that there's out of desperation they're going to try some things that they don't normally do. Um, and uh, th- that may slow the pace of the game down a little bit. I, I think that they tried to go with a quicker paced uh, offense, uh, get to it uh, in their minds, aggressive though. Being aggressive didn't mean going to the paint and forcing an issue. Um, just means hurry and put up shots quicker. But I, I kind of anticipate this this game today may be a little bit more of a uh, of a slower pace for Denver and try to to uh, for lack of a better term um, muddy things up a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, who is that guy to do that for Denver? They don't really have a a, a defensive heart and soul. Like they don't have a uh, an enforcer. They don't really have somebody that's going there and mix things up. Paul Millsap had that like for one play, and it was like, whoa, this is not like Denver to act like this. So I don't know that they can suddenly switch their identity in 24 hours. Uh, so I think they'll try, but ultimately I, I still like the Jazz. To take care of business, do they? Uh, but keep, I do worry about this one more than I've worried about the other ones. Do they keep Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup? I mean, they've kind of juggled him and Michael Porter Jr., MP Jr., and Jeremy Grant swap spots, and I looked like it helped actually more than hurt. Yeah, I thought early on it was a smart switch uh, in the lineup. Jeremy Grant, just another uh, long arms, long body to put defensively on Donovan Mitchell, uh, somebody who. Um, does have a, a skill set, maybe not quite as refined as Michael Porter Jr., but he can hit shots from outside and he can play closer to the rim. Uh, so I would suspect that Jeremy Grant does see more minutes uh, and probably is a starter again. Uh, how they utilize you know, that bench uh, could be one of the unique aspects of this game is if Denver tries to switch things up. If they limit uh, Michael Porter Jr. on the court, or if they say, you know what, we understand his defensive weakness, but we have to have him on the court because of his offense. Do you fear, like, is there that little bit of, oh, maybe it's just me, but that MP Jr. is going to have that offensive blowout game that they've been looking for in this series? I think it happens tonight. Like, I just feel like, and and I think you might have the same feeling because you had mentioned it briefly to a degree uh, this morning when, with me, but they might have one guy who just has this blow-up night out of nowhere that the Jazz don't see coming. Yeah, that is a concern for me. That I think that Jokic will will still come at the same level. He'll still have 25 to 30 points. I think Murray will be at 25 to 30 points. What is uh, the Jazz will have to watch out for is if there's a third guy that will go off for about 20 to 25 points. That could be the real difference for Denver. If it's Jeremy Grant or Michael Porter Jr. or somebody else, Paul Millsap does a little bit better than he did last game. Uh, I think if there's that third player that's going to be threatening that 20 points or 20 to 25, that could be the huge difference for Denver because they really haven't had that yet. Michael Porter Jr. has that potential. He's done that in the bubble. He's been that great offensive third option for Denver, but the Jazz haven't really let him get into that zone yet because of how they exploit him on defense, and Michael Malone has to limit his limit his time on the court because he's a defensive liability. Malone was complaining about the foul discrepancy or at least the free throw discrepancy from game four. Do you think the refs take more of a caution to it in game five 
and that those Nuggets get those calls now that they weren't getting in games three and four? I don't know. Does it work? I don't know that it really works. I mean, you can complain, but it's it's about a style of play. If they if they continue to, to swing the ball around and have their big, massive center out on the perimeter the whole time, uh, and they're not mixing it up in the paint, then no, they're not going to get a lot of calls. But if they try to force the issue and go at the Jazz, then they should get extra calls, more than they've had the last couple of games. Nuggets Jazz Game 5 coming up here at 4.30. We'll step out at about 4.17, so in looking about seven minutes, and step aside for uh, David Locke and Ron Boone, who will be on the call here on this very station. Eric, I was listening to a, a podcast between Colin Coward, who is interviewing Zach Harper of the NBA, um, who does a phenomenal job. Zach was saying that if the Nuggets lose this series, it will be the most disappointing team in the playoff bubble, no matter what happens the rest of the way, that this Nuggets team, who was one win away from the Western Conference Finals just a year ago, is now being knocked out in the first round by a six-seeded Jazz team who tanked to get to the six-seed so they could play the Nuggets. Do you agree with that? And if they lose this series, who is to blame most for this series loss? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Uh, most disappointing team in the playoffs or most disappointing team in the bubble? Yeah, in the playoff bubble, no matter what happens the rest of the way, that the Nuggets would be the most disappointing playoff team in the bubble. Okay, if we're, if we're classifying playoff team, then I think I could, I could probably agree with that. I, I think that there's a lot of disappointment with Philadelphia, sure. who got swept, and there was a little more expectation coming from them. More so than uh, Indiana than got swept, but you know they're dealing with some injuries, I guess. But Denver, yeah, that's a team that that uh, has at times been the number two team in the West, and people thought could be a contender for the Western Conference. But um, Denver ha- is has never really played great defense. Um, they're just one of those teams that they look great, but they don't deliver when it counts. Uh, Houston has kind of fallen into that trap. Uh, at times. So, uh, if the Jazz take care of business tonight and win in a big way, then I don't know who else to put it on than Coach Malone. Because hmm. uh, he's the guy that's got to f- figure out the adjustments. He's got. He's the guy that's got to set the tone. He's the guy that's got to set the game plan and make the adjustments. And if he's not doing it, I mean, who, do you, who else do you blame? No, that's, that, and that's fair enough. I, I'm with you. I think that Jokic has stepped up. I think Murray's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been a uh, huge liability on the defensive end. Hasn't been great offensively, so I think you can look at him, too, as part of the problem. But the fact that they go from being... Yeah, but I don't think they'll see him as a problem, per se, as much as a, here's a guy who's performing well above what we thought he would at this at this stage. He's got things we need to work on, yes, but I don't know. I mean... Look at Michael Porter Jr. in the playoffs. 13 points in Game 1 in the win. 28 points in Game 2, which was a loss. Pretty big loss. Only 7 points in Game 3. Only 9 points in Game 4. He's disappeared the last couple of games offensively. Uh, He only played 15 minutes in Game 3. All right, let's look at Game 5 tonight. What kind of adjustments do you make if you're Mike Malone? Let's start with Denver first, and I'll work my way to the Utah Jazz. Let's start with Denver, though. What adjustments do you make to slow down this hot-shooting Utah Jazz squad? 
Well, I think that you insist that, uh, well, if you're talking specifically defensively. Offensively uh, or defensively at this point. Well, I think defensively, uh, Utah's getting good looks. Um, and they're they're not really contesting that many outside shots. So I think that Denver, they have to be quicker on defense, on switches uh, and closeouts uh, and challenge more. Um, I think offensively, Nikola Jokic has to take his game inside more. As uncomfortable as it is. For him, yeah, for which him, is crazy for how athletic and big he is. I, I think that he's got to go at Rudy Gobert in the post. Uh, he's got a little bit more meat on him. I think he's heavier than than Rudy. I think he can force his way into the paint if he wants and get close to the rim. Um, that's not his style of play, but man, at this point, you're down three to one. You got to make some pretty dramatic changes. I don't think they can continue to ask Jokic to do what he's comfortable doing. They have to get him uncomfortable in a way to help the overall team. Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm with you. I think Denver needs to get Jokic inside the paint. Look, I know Rudy Gobert is a monster, but you're athletic. You're a big athletic man. Pump fake a three. Go to the hold. Put him in an un- put Rudy in an uncomfortable position by having to guard you on the drive. You'll get that foul call. It will come if you can create contact. And the same thing with Jamal Murray. As good as he's been from three-point, get into the hold, get some drives, try to get to the glass, Create that contact as well and see if you can get some of these Jazz starters in foul trouble. If you do and you make the Jazz rely on their bench, this thing could get really hairy for Utah really quickly. Uh, on the Utah Jazz side, Eric, do you have any concerns uh, defensively or offensively? For me, it'd be defensively, it'd be the offensive rebounds they've given up to Denver. That's got to stop. That's going to come back to bite them at some point, even in Game 5 tonight. If they can limit the offensive rebounds for Denver, they definitely give themselves a shot to put this thing out of reach. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Well, we're we're pleased with what the Jazz are doing, and you know they're winning these games and they're doing well. But uh, they have given up in this series 135 points and 127 points. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of points to yeah. give up. So the Jazz defensively, I totally agree with you. They've got to do a better job themselves. Um, I don't. And I believe that they can. I don't think that this is a team that's built and believes solely in the fact that we just got to try to outscore the opponent. We overwhelm them with scoring. Uh, this team, if they want to close this this game out, close this series out, defense really does have to be their strong suit tonight. Eric, give me a quick key and projection for tonight's game. Well, uh, for me, I'm with you. The, to, the clamping down on defense, and Denver has shot more threes in this series than they than they normally do. They're way above their average in three point attempts. Jazz have to take that away and continue to do well in the paint. Uh, and I think if they can do those things, uh, I think they'll come away with the win. You have Jazz winning tonight, then? I have Jazz winning by five. I think it'll be close. Ooh, me too. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a tatter one. I think both teams come out with energy, a little bit of sauce. Uh, but I do like the Utah Jazz. I like them within single digits, though. If they can close out this series, they'll have at least till Monday off. That's assuming the Clippers and Mavericks go 7. If the Jazz lose tonight, they play at 2 o'clock Mountain Time on Thursday afternoon in Game 6 versus the Nuggets. Again, tomorrow we'll have uh, full coverage and recap and analysis of the Utah Jazz Denver Nuggets Game 5. No matter what happens, we'll be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock for a full two-hour show. Uh, we're going to now turn it over to David Locke and Ron Boone, who are live at Vimmins from Home Arena. They'll be calling tonight's game. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock here on the Full Court Press. We'll recap the NBA playoffs and, of course, Game 5 of the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets. 
For now, for Eric France and Amadre Salveson, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.